0: A COVID cluster at a new Taipei preschool has grown to 15 cases. Five new cases were added in relation to the outbreak on Tuesday.
1: These were a preschool student, three parents, and a one-year-old girl who was infected by a sibling at the preschool. The city's mayor warned that the outbreak was moving unusually fast and was a serious concern, uh, cause for concern.
2: There are eight local cases. Seven of them are in New Taipei, and one is in Taipei. With these local cases, some are part of that preschool cluster everyone's heard about. There are five new cases in the cluster.
3: The CECC announced seven local cases in New Taipei, two detected in Zhonghe, and five in Banqiao. All the cases from Banqiao were connected to the preschool cluster, which now involves 15 people.
2: There are now 411 people identified as close contacts. 362 of them are now in home isolation, and 49 of them are conducting self-health management. The latest additions to the preschool cluster are a student,
3: three parents, and the one-year-old sister of an infected student. The mayor of New Taipei said this outbreak was spreading fast and afflicting many. He called the outbreak out of the ordinary.
2: There are truly a great number of cases from the preschool. We were very surprised, and we will look into this situation more. We found this to be a situation that's out of the ordinary. We have expanded our contact tracing, going so far as to include the workplaces of family members. To date, the
3: origin of the cluster infection remains unknown. Officials say it's still impossible to determine the chain of transmission. Samples from everyone involved in the cluster have been sent to
2: labs for inspection. All the parents and children have a CT value greater than the teachers. So... We're investigating whether the infection source is from their end. Besides testing the family members, we will also do serum antibody testing. So far, all the children in the preschool cluster have only mild symptoms. Among the children, our investigation indicates that six students have symptoms like fevers, runny noses, and sore throats. Not all students have all three of these symptoms. Some are only coughing. All their symptoms are minor. According to officials, the infected children and parents have recent
3: travel histories beyond New Taipei, extending to counties like Miali and Ilan. Every location in their travel histories has been fully disinfected.
1: Well, it's been less than a week since the semester started and COVID has already shut down a school in New Taipei. The city mayor says he's taking the preschool cluster seriously, as if it were a Delta outbreak.
0: He's also urging the central government to be prepared to raise its COVID alert to
1: level
2: three. The
3: central government alone has the authority to elevate the COVID alert. We want to advise the central government to raise the alert to level three when the time is right. The time has not yet come to raise the alert. Of course, if the outbreak in New Taipei is not brought under control, then of course we may have to consider it. But we're talking about a hypothetical situation. The most important thing to do right
0: now is to handle the epidemic investigation and contact tracing properly. The CCC said there were no plans yet to escalate the COVID alert. But over in New Taipei, Mayor Ho Yik declared that his city was under an enhanced Level 2 alert. For two weeks starting Tuesday, visits are banned once again for long-term care facilities. Hospital inpatients are restricted to one caregiver each. In addition, New Taipei will limit gatherings to 50 people indoors and 100 people outdoors. If lab results show that the preschool outbreak involves the Delta variant strain, dining in at restaurants will be banned once again. The CCC has extended its level 2 COVID alert, but it's lifted some pandemic restrictions on train travel. Starting Tuesday, the rail and bullet train systems can now operate at 100% capacity.
1: This means that over the mid-autumn festival period, the Taiwan Railways Administration will release an additional 14,000 seats. Tickets go on sale at
2: 9 o'clock this Saturday.
3: At long last, couples and family members can sit together on the train again. The Transport Ministry lifted its 80% capacity rule on Tuesday. This means that for the mid-autumn festival holiday, the TRA can sell an additional 14,000 seats every day. Tickets go on sale
4: at 9 a.m. September 11th. <laughs>
3: These passengers are hesitant over the new transport guidelines, citing a new COVID cluster involving pilots, but for others, the prospect of more seats is good news. The CECC had adjusted the capacity limit once before, raising it from 70 to 80 percent over mid-autumn festival. When the TRA released those extra seats for sale, all peak hour trips sold out. The TRA said that if the remaining 20% of seats go just as fast, it may add more services. It also announced that tickets will soon go on sale for the National
2: Day holiday in October. Reserve seating for the National Day holiday will become available at midnight on September 10th. Seats can be booked to full capacity.
3: As for the high-speed rail system, over the six-day mid-autumn travel period, it plans to run 981 services. Each train has passenger capacity of 977 seats, which means that under the new guidelines, the HSR can now offer 196-thousand extra seats. Tickets will go on sale at a date to be announced.
1: A Japan Airlines flight arrived in Taoyuan on Tuesday, carrying another 640-thousand AstraZeneca vaccines from Japan.
0: This was Japan's fourth donation of COVID vaccines to Taiwan. After the vaccines cleared customs, they were sent to cold storage to await inspection. This new donation was announced just last Friday by Japan's foreign minister. Taiwan's foreign ministry and the CCC expressed their gratitude to Japan today. Including this latest delivery, Japan has now given Taiwan more than 3.4 million vaccines. The annual cultural event known as Taiwan Fest is being held virtually and physically in Toronto and Vancouver.
1: Aside from performances, Taiwan Fest will feature talks about Taiwan, spotlighting Taiwan's relationship with South Korea. For most news reporter Stephanie Yang has the details.
4: Taiwan Fest is back in action. This year's Taiwan Fest will be a combination of virtual and physical programming. It will present dialogues between Taiwan and South Korea, investigating the shared democratic foundation of the two countries. One dialogue features Chen Li Bo, CEO of the Chen Chen Cultural Foundation. In his talk, he answers the question How do Taiwanese explain where their home is? Chen believes answers can be found in the mountains, the sea, and the plains of Taiwan. The mountains and
3: seas are easy to understand. I'll take some time to explain planes. This is a major obstacle that historians of Taiwan encounter when discussing Taiwan. For example, ideological disputes, regional shapes, which group arrived first in Taiwan? There have always been controversies. Mr. Cao Yonghe, he was a historian. He proposed, why don't we use geography to introduce the history of Taiwan? If we explore this aspect, we can avoid a lot of ideological disputes.
4: Aside from dialogues, there will also be music performances featuring Taiwanese and Korean artists. One performance from Taiwan will be from the Vancouver Metropolitan Orchestra, led by Ken She, the music director and principal conductor of the Vancouver Metropolitan Orchestra. Maestro She has led the annual Taiwan Fest Toronto Orchestra for over seven years. In Asia, People often use urns to ferment foods. Pickled vegetables are both popular in Taiwan and South Korea. Visual artist Chen Wen has created an artwork inspired by the concept of fermentation. It depicts many significant social events in Taiwan and South Korea. It also explores how the development of the two countries' cultures is similar to the process of fermentation. The evolution of culture is just like the fermentation of food, through different chapters in history, Various traditions and social movements. The making of today's Taiwanese and Korean cultures has been gradually accumulating and transforming. Both were influenced by Confucianism and have lived through Japanese colonialism. Two cultures seem to emanate familiar scents. The festival will run until September 12th. The event aims to help Taiwanese and Koreans connect deeper with their culture. It also strives to help people from other countries to learn about Taiwan and South Korea. For Mosa News, Stephanie Yang, Chen Shinhan, in Taipei.
1: This November, Taiwan's ally of Honduras will elect its next president. A leading party's candidate said last, uh, last Sunday that if elected, she will immediately cut ties with Taiwan to open diplomatic and commercial relations with Beijing.
0: In response, Taiwan's Foreign Ministry said it's closely monitoring the political situation in Honduras as it unfolds. The ministry also warned Honduras that China has a long record of broken promises.
2: la Secretaría de Planificación Económica the left-wing
3: Liberty and Refoundation Party is fielding Ziomara Castro for Honduras' presidential election in November. According to Castro, if elected, she will re-establish official ties with Beijing, strengthen commercial relations with China, and readjust her country's debt to lighten the burden on the people and the state. Her announcement has set off alarm bells in Taiwan. We're from Taiwan. Why yes. can't yes. we have yes. questions? Hey, just a moment. Castro's husband is the former Honduran President Manuel Zelaya, who visited Taiwan during the Chen Shui-bian administration. When former President Chen visited Honduras for a summit, the host government refused to let Taiwan reporters raise questions, prompting a walkout by Taiwan's entire press corps. In 2009, Zelaya pushed through a controversial constitutional referendum, triggering a military coup that led to his resignation and exile to Costa Rica. Taiwan and the Honduras have had formal ties for 80 years now, and it's a relationship that hasn't always been smooth. In May 2021, reports surfaced that Honduras was considering switching alliance in return for Chinese vaccines, but the reports were emphatically denied by Taiwan's foreign ministry. This time around, it's again reiterated that
2: the bilateral relationship. Relationship is stable. Taiwan and Honduras have a long-standing friendship. The long-term collaboration of our two nations has benefited the well-being of the people. The collaboration played an important role in the economic and social development of Honduras. But at the same time, we also want to remind Honduras that the promises of the Chinese government have always been flashy and false.
4: Taiwan
2: won't play the game of dollar diplomacy with Beijing. What we do more is to provide support corresponding to needs, whether it's technical support, bilateral trade or by deepening economic cooperation. We don't directly give money, which generates debt. According to
3: the scholar, pro-China voices tend to rise up in Honduras prior to general elections. He said it is to be expected, but that Taiwan still must keep a careful eye on
0: its relationship with Honduras. Two Xinzhu medical groups have donated more than 1.5 million NT dollars to seven social welfare groups and
1: underprivileged families. That money was a government subsidy given to the groups for providing COVID screening and vaccination services. The two associations said they want to donate uh, that cash so that it can go on to help more people in need. Thank you.
4: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Xinchu City Medical Association Chairman Chiu Guohua accepts a Certificate of Appreciation from Xinchu Mayor Lin Zhijian. During Xinchu's epidemic prevention meeting on Tuesday, the mayor thanked the medical professionals who braved the pandemic to protect the health of Taiwan's people.
3: Thank you very much, Chairman Cho, Chairman Lan, and doctors and nurses of the association for your kind hearts. Shinju is grateful to have you. Let's give them another round of applause and thank them for their dedication.
2: Lin thanked the local medical and dental association for not only defending the frontline of COVID-19, but also donating about one point five seven million NT received from government and screening test and vaccine subsidies. The donation will go to seven local social welfare organizations and underprivileged families to benefit about 300 people. Cho said it is a mission of the physician to help society through tough times. He urged others in the community to pitch in and join the mission.
1: The 14th tropical storm of the season formed this morning around 8 o'clock. Tropical storm uh, Chanfu is currently located east of the Philippines. It's
0: expected to come closest to Taiwan between Saturday and Monday. It might affect
3: the weather starting Saturday. Along the east coast, the northern coastal area of Jilong and southern regions, we might get intermittent rain. But we'll have to watch the angle it approaches at this weekend, how its intensity changes and what that does to the weather conditions. The CWB
0: will need to monitor it very, very closely over the next two to three days. The latest storm forecasts in Taiwan, the U.S., Japan, China and South Korea are generally consistent. They all indicate that the storm could strengthen into a typhoon and make landfall on southeastern Taiwan. The Central Weather Bureau says the storm may be upgraded as early as this Thursday. The boom in remote work and digital contact means all kinds of electronics are in short supply. Lots of desktop computers and notebooks are sold out in stores and consumers are turning to niche brands more and more.
1: We spoke to consumers and electronics experts about how to navigate the vagaries of the digital market.
3: The pandemic is on the back foot, and some schools and offices are open again. But demand for notebooks and desktop computers has not abated. Big brands are most in demand, but consumers don't want to wait while stores are out of stock. They're turning to small brands, but sometimes even they are unavailable.
1: Maybe everyone's thinking the same thing. If they can't buy one thing, they'll go for something else. You have to buy another brand. What else can you do? Start choosing second-hand parts.
3: Some consumers are indeed resorting to second-hand. Last year, Notebooks were in particularly short supply, and many sold out. In the first half of 2021, remote work and study sent demand through the roof.
1: Of course, there are sometimes shortages for specific popular models. For notebooks, I suggest there's no real need to get the newest model. Actually, in the product life cycle of notebooks, you'll find two generations of CPUs sold on the market at once, so there are still loads of options available.
3: This electronics expert suggests that if you need a new gadget ASAP, forget the trendy must-haves. And he warns the ongoing cryptocurrency boom may prolong the shortage of video cards into 2022.
1: Although the 2021 International Comics and Animation Festival was canceled due to the pandemic, anime fans can visit a variety of themed cafes as well as stores in Taipei. A new anime zone was launched at a department store in Taipei's DaZi community.
0: 12 brands have come together to showcase their products. It features popular characters such as Sumiko Garashi, Pew Pew, Intense Cat, and more. Let's take a look.
4: Although the 2021 Comic Exhibition was canceled due to the pandemic, anime fans can visit a variety of pop-up stores in Dazhi. Fans snap photos with a life-size Intense Cat. It's the fifth year anniversary for Intense Cat. To celebrate, this pop-up store is selling limited-edition products and cakes resembling the popular cat and has eight art installations in its likeness. Due to the pandemic, anime fans cannot travel to Tokyo's anime district of Akihabara, but they may not need to. A department store in Dazhi has set up anime pop-up stores and permanent stores. This store, which sells space-related anime products, has built a spacecraft bed for an immersive experience.
3: I think the arrangement here is super cute. It's very suitable for taking pictures. I came today for the intense cat stuff. The Comic Expo was cancelled this year. It's nice that this place is all year
4: round. Olympic archer Deng Yucheng, who won silver in the men's team event at the 2020 Summer Olympics, also paid a visit.
2: For动漫室, a very
4: I think it's great that there's a place like this for anime fans.
3: I like V-Zero and No Game, No Life. I bought an action figure today. I want to give it to my older brother. I came for the NBA and Marvel series. It feels quite comfortable here, and the
4: store is quite large. With so many enthusiastic anime fans in Taiwan, these retailers have created an anime zone in a major department store. The zone brings together characters from numerous animated programs and franchises, including Snoopy, Hulk, Alice in Wonderland, and more
3: due to the epidemic there is a high demand for retail therapy in the past few years the market for products based on these franchises has developed well in taiwan japan and elsewhere in asia we are aiming for market sales of between 500 and
2: 600 million nt
3: it took us more than a year we wanted to build a unique tourist attraction
4: in taiwan the products are limited, developed specially for this anime zone. With the cancellation of this year's animation festival, businesses hope they can draw in anime fans with a unique shopping experience catering to them. They believe the opportunities for the industry
0: are enormous. For Mosa News, Stephanie Yang, Lu Botong in Taipei. If I say Taiwan's most beautiful schools, what comes to mind? Perhaps NTU with its famous avenues? Or one of many other beautiful Japanese-era universities? But how about an elementary school in Miaoli?
1: Well, a glade of 15 ancient pine trees graces the grounds of Dohuan Elementary. Teachers say having them there is a gift for kids and adults alike. But caring for the trees is not always easy. Let's find out more.
3: A drone soars over a glade of Okinawa pine trees. 15 handsome pines grow at Dohuan Elementary in Miao Li's Topin City. The tall, verdant trees are more than 100 years old, a testament to the school's history. They're beautiful, so it's very convenient to get out under the trees when we teach, for example. They're always accompanying us. I feel them living with me and with the children. Okinawa pines can live at higher or lower altitudes and are very adaptable. At their tallest, they can reach 25 meters into the sky. No one is sure who planted these pines. At one point, they became infected with an arboreal disease, but a tree rescue team nursed them back to health. We hung drips on them like this, because the trees had got a fungal disease, which was causing their leaves to wither. Maintaining the health of these trees is really challenging. It takes a lot of people working hard, and I'm grateful for the support and efforts of many people. In a recent competition to find Taiwan's most beautiful campuses, Dou received an A+, quite an honor for a little elementary school. The school is planning to build a curriculum around the trees so local children can explore the wonders of nature just outside the window.